the Moms Out podcast, where real mom talk connects with real life topics like business and entrepreneurship and also travel because we love travel. If you are in the ghetto, that is the first few <laughs> years of motherhood. Just know you're not alone. Um, it is the ghetto. Um, <laughs> and there are so many of us also navigating the scary ass streets, figuring out whether there's a better street on the other side of the corner that we're about to turn. You're not alone. We're here for you. <laughs> you are not alone. <laughs> so today we will be talking about, uh, well, we're going to be talking about creating your own mom brand and, how, you know, creating your own business and how, well, for us, how important it, it is for us and how it really it is why, <laughs> the reason why we really started it <laughs> the reason behind everything but yeah so uh one of the things for me is when I, I was pregnant and you know had Flynn uh, I wanted to work I wanted to have um we started creating courses back then actually me and my husband and we wanted to have our own business uh but it was all about events which is not something we it's something that we were working on at the time, but it was not something that we were passionate about. And we didn't know much about anything uh, anyway. But yeah, so we I, we knew that we wanted to work, you know, have our own business. We knew we wanted to work from home because, you know, we were creating a family and it was post pandemic. No, it was actually still pandemic. And, you know, we were actually at home more. And we realized, you know, it is nice and having your own schedule and, you know, all of this. And for me was, you know, I had and then I was like do I go back to work uh do I want to stay here do what do I want to do do I want to stay a be a stay-at-home mom and I did try the stay-at-home mom thing and staying just you know being a mom and I think I enjoyed that you know for the first few months it was really nice but then after a while it's just that thing of not what <laughs> and finding your purpose and I felt like that that's that was one of the, the hardest things I think for me in motherhood was like I felt like I had I, I was meant to be a mother but then like now that I am why do I feel like there's something else missing like how how is this not enough right like how um, like is this the entirety yeah, so, of what I'm supposed to be like is there more exactly, why do I feel like, yeah. like there's more yeah yeah exactly yeah. and it was just it, that was a very hard truth to grasp at the time but then, like, I realized, you know, I don't have to have a nine to five, you know, I don't have to go back to that life of work to actually, you know, still do something besides motherhood and, you know, having money and doing something for me rather than doing something for someone else, which, you know, family and stuff. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think I think, you know, also like, you know, we've talked about this before, but like. I feel like the beginning of the, like the beginning stages, seasons of motherhood, they're so intertwined with your baby that you start feeling like you are, like all you are is this baby and taking care of this baby. And then as they start growing up a little bit more and they start having interest and they start doing things and you start realizing that you just can't be at the park four hours every day, you know, like you start actually yeah. wanting to do more. And the reason we're so passionate about a mom brand is because we are in a very peculiar time in history where, you know, this is unforeseen before our mothers, our grandmothers, our aunts, like our older friends, they all had to either choose a career or have a business that 
demanded them being there 24 seven, crazy amounts of hours, crazy amounts of times to make a living. And today we're seeing a much more mobile world and much more, you know, social um, world, even if it's online. And I think that's opening a lot of doors for moms to be able to create businesses that don't entail, you know, having 25 employees and going, you know, 80 hours without seeing your family during the week or working outside of the house. And I think a lot of people don't know that this is something they can do. But for both of us, it was the case where we decided, okay, we want to stay home. We want to be with our kids. We want, it's not that we want to stay home because it's not like we're sitting at home every day. Um, but I think we both crave that time freedom. And I think for most parents, especially in the first five years of your child's life, you still want to do most of your day or your activities either with your kids or revolving around a life that, you know, your kids can be a part of. And if you're working 50, 60, 70 hour weeks and you're left out feeling like, well, like now what? Like I, I, my kid is six. How did this happen? I blinked and what? Like, I, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, you know, and, but you still want to make money. You still want to have a purpose. You still want to not just be a mom. And I mean, again, if that's not you, if you're the mom that finds all the purpose in being at home for 10 years and that's okay, I mean, fantastic. But if you're like us and you feel like there has to be more or you want to provide or maybe you don't have the financial stability from your partner or your relationship or your life where you can just be home. And because that, that was another thing for me. It's, I think for me, it was, I, we had already built something for so long. I've been making, like, it's always been important for me to make money. Like I come from a very, very, very humble background. My parents, we come from Cuba. We had no human rights. My dad, like, saw him across the ocean to give me freedom. It destroyed my family for eight years to leave the country. I saw my parents, both engineers, like, start from cleaning bathrooms and working at like clerks just to be able to like make ends meet to get food on the table. Like it was so important for them that we had, careers in a future where we wouldn't have to worry about money or stability or whatever. Right. And so for me, it was always so important to have that part set, you know, to be able to make money, to not depend on someone else, to not have an outside circumstance come over and just destroy everything I've been working for. And so when I had a baby, I found myself in the situation of like, well, I want to do this. I want to be all day with my baby, but I don't want to depend on someone else. Like, what if my husband dies? Okay, I have crazy anxiety. So I always have these crazy thoughts. But like, you know, like, that's my thought. Like, what if somebody dies? Like, my husband dies. Who's going to make money? Or what if, like, we break up? What if we break up? And then, like, I'm alone and I have to figure it out from zero. Or not even that. Like, I've always made really decent money as a in my 20s. And so it was like, I I want to, like, how can I be... 30 and make less money than when I was 20. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, me, it was the idea of being dependent. Like it was more yeah. like being dependent on someone else. It's, it's weird. It's, it it's is. weird. Having to justify money for like, you know, cause one thing is asking for money for the household. And, 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 and but by the way, so whoever's listening to this, who does not know our husbands, both our husbands are super yeah. team players. Like, you know like super down uh, the, the money they spend they spend it on us basically like you know yeah. like this this is not like your typical case of like you have to beg money to buy you know an extra bottle no of it's just like, this is us being the weirdo yeah weirdo. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's us being the weirdos like i think my husband would love nothing more than to be the provider he would love to just you know like be the one who makes money and i'm just sitting at home waiting for him in a sexy outfit when he comes home or something but mm. The reality is that I have no interest in waiting for him in a sexy outfit when he comes home. I would much rather be running a company, you know, <laughs> and making a difference so that when he comes home, we can sit down and talk in about my granny pants. 
Yeah. <laughs> In my leak-proof underwear because I'm pregnant. And God damn it, how many times does one have to pee herself? Um, by the way, if anybody here listening is pregnant and you're peeing yourself when you cough, when you sneeze, when you think about life or when you're just walking around, you're not alone. It's happening to me too. Um, so I thought I had to know this. It's happened to me many times. Yeah. Anyway, so we just want to say that starting a mom brand is something that a lot of people don't know you can do. And it's so simple because all it is, is creating a company, if you will, from the ground up around your life. And you don't have to have it figured out. You don't have to do it like anything like anybody else is doing. But if you think about today's creator economy online, you have moms that are making upwards of six figures, if not more, a year out of literally just like making pancakes in the morning with their kids, you know? So it's all about connection and being able to leverage that connection you have with other humans into something profitable. And when you create a mom brand, not only are you able to have different sources of revenue and the freedom to do it from anywhere, as long as you have internet access, but you also have the ability to morph your company as you go along. And I think for a lot of us, it's really essential because as we navigate the first years of motherhood, we have no idea where we're going or what we're doing or where we're headed or what we want to do. Like one day you want to do crafts. The next day you want to do cleaning products. The next day you're passionate about birthing. The next, you know, and as you grow into your journey, your mom brand can grow with you. And that's the beauty of it. If you start a laundromat and tomorrow you want to sell sandwiches, it's very unlikely you're going to open a sandwich shop inside of a laundromat. You're going to have to change businesses. You know, if you are a lawyer before you have kids, but now you're really into baby clothing, you have to go ahead and learn and start and do everything again in fashion. But if you have your own mom brand that revolves around who you are and your own journey, your audience grows with you. Like if at the beginning you're yeah. interested in, let's say, baby let weaning, and then you have a three-year-old, you can go into crafts or you can go into like excursions outside, or you can go into homemaking, or you can go into baking with your kid, or you can go into mom fashion, or as your body changes, like... There's so it's endless. It's literally endless. You can start a mom brand about accepting your postpartum body and and go all the way into like finding the fitness level that you like five years later or however you know like it's yeah. literally endless. You can make money out of almost anything online today, and we both found this to be incredibly relieving. We're not suggesting you can just go and post what you like and you're gonna become a millionaire. We are not millionaires. We work. Yeah, I know. You know, <laughs> it's not. It's not something that happens overnight. It's not something that we right. <laughs> it right. does not happen overnight. Uh, like so many people do claim that it does, which is really weird. Because I do try all of their tricks, but we still didn't wake up millionaires. What's we, happening? No, it hasn't happened yet. We, we will let you know. We, we will let you know when it happens <laughs> that night. <laughs> Yes. I feel like that's such a toxic culture as well, but I think it also comes from that place of fear. I think so many of us with the same thing with the body positivity thing, you know, it's like a lot of us go into shaming ourselves because we've been taught that we need to look a certain way after birth. I mean, we've we've been taught that we should look a certain way forever as women. We're told how we should look like from the second we're born. Um, I was talking to my sister the other day and she was telling me how like her, her daughter, my niece, demanded that she wore this like ball gown and they were just going to like the grocery store and i laughed because my daughter's the same way she will put on a ball gown with glitter to just like roam around the house and my sister said something to me which i 100 agree with but i had never like thought of it that way she said very soon society will start telling her how she needs to dress according to where she's going or who she is or what she's doing like as long as she can have the freedom to wear the hell whatever the hell she wants 
I'm going to let her. And I thought how interesting that from such an early age, we're always told what box to fit into, what mold to go into, yeah. like how to dress, how to be, what our bodies should look like, how developed you should be at this age, when you should be having sex, when you should be having kids, when you, oh, if you're eating too much, if you're in college, you gain weight. After college, when you start working, yeah. you get stressed and you lose weight. And then watch out, don't lose too much weight because you stop looking like a woman. And if you're too skinny, you are not feminine enough. And if you're too bulky, then you, ah, and then it's always like, birth, it's always one or the other. There's no, there's never like, the okay in between like you're never uh, in the okay yeah. in between for some reason there is like, never there is never a you're perfect the way you are you know through all of our lives i feel like there is something to be said about our bodies yeah. and what we need to be doing with it and it's never about the energy we can have or how great we can feel or how agile we could be or how strong we could be like my daughter comes to me and she goes look mama i did this when like she gets her own little chair and like puts it in the bathroom and turns the light on herself you know she goes like Huh, huh, huh. you know like if you're not if you're not seeing the podcast like if you're listening she does the whole like you know like strong arms <laughs> sort of thing and <laughs> the pop i find that yeah the, yeah Popeye, like yeah but i i think that's so awesome because she's taking pride and ownership in what she's capable of doing of what her body's capable of doing not attached to what she looks like and i feel like as yeah. we grow older we lose that and we start just okay i have a six pack so i'm strong even though you can barely walk a block you know what i mean and it's like why 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 don't we make that switch and i think when you become a parent there's so much of that that comes back i remember when i first had alaska and she started moving and I, like crawling i was like i need to get strong i need to get strong she's gonna want to run everywhere and i don't have the energy to lift her and, and move and chase her and you know and i told that to a friend and she was like i've never heard a mom say that they need to get strong it's always i need to lose weight i need to get back i need to and i was like no i mean i'm also thinking that i need to do all those things but it had just like this click of strong and then i started like trying to switch being strong with just feeling like you know like i just want to feel good it's not that i want to look good oh, of course you do want to look good like i think every woman misses the part of her that was the way it was before birth right but I feel like yeah. there's a, such a road to navigate. And if all you're looking at is how you need to look like, you know, you're missing, yeah. you're missing so much. But the problem is, is the, like the amount of, like, I remember after, like, it's once I gave birth, the amount of adverts I got flooded with, you know, like, get the baby weight back or, like, you know, get your buddy back and all of this. And it's just such a culture thing. That or you do get your body back or you don't. And it's like, there's no in between. There's no, you know, accepting your new body. There's no, you know, you know, your body just gave, you just gave and birth. It's just like, you bounce back or you don't. Yeah. And if you're accepting, that means that you're just like, you know, you, you're fat and ugly and you're okay with it. Yeah. 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 You, you let, let go. go and you're you just, just like, this yourself. Is the, yeah. Yeah. And it's so crazy to me. And, you know, by the way, if any new mom is listening to this and you're in this stage, either worried because you're giving birth soon and you've gained a million pounds or, you know, you're postpartum and you're not shedding things off. So I will, I, I'm going to tell you a little tale. So when I first gave birth, um, I, I, I had a friend acquaintance who told me that she actually gained weight after birth because of breastfeeding. And I had only heard of moms losing weight because of breastfeeding. I had only yeah. heard that if you breastfeed, you lose weight. So I was like, Same. oh, this person's just negative. She's just trying to scare me. And I brushed it off. After I gave birth, I actually gained weight for breastfeeding. Um, and I don't think yep. the the weight gain was because of breastfeeding. I think it was because 
honestly, you're so hungry. And at three in the morning, who's going to come and make you a plate of healthy food? So you're just eating whatever you find, cookies, ice cream, whatever you, whatever. You're just hungry and tired and underslept. And when your body, by the way, when your body is underslept and your hormones are out of whack, which is every single woman postpartum, you will not, you cannot lose weight unless you starve yourself. And if you're starving yourself and doing something crazy, like a detox diet or like fasting, all of that is leaking into your milk, which is producing a bigger problem, which then creates more hormonal problems, more problems with your baby. So it's a catch 22, right? But nobody talks about this. And no. I remember then I went to talk about thing. getting your belly back. Right, right. Just, just get that six pack back. And I remember a friend of mine was like, well, think about it. It takes 10 months for your body to adjust to be able to birth a baby. Why would it take any less than that for you to go back to anything we're resembling before? So then I was like, okay, fine. I'm just, I'm just rushing. I'm just rushing. Oh my God. I have, I, I need to give myself some time. And then, you know, the nine month mark came. Nine months come. And I was like, and I was like, so okay, I the picture that everybody does of the nine months in the nine months oh. out. I, <laughs> oh, for the love of baby Jesus, every Mine time I looked like I was still seven months pregnant. <laughs> yes. And oh, I so remember sucking sad. my belly and I was like, suck that baby. Suck it. All the cellulite fl- like flushing out of the shorts, you know, like or the, the clothing didn't even fit. It wasn't even the same clothing. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. so delusion, delusion, my one, delusion. It's just so insane. I'm at one year mark. I remember um, thinking I need to do something mental. Like I need to shift my state or I'm going to be struggling with this for years to come because it's not really about what I look like really. It's about my mental capacity to embrace who I am and to find my value in what I look like, regardless of what society tells me that I should be looking like. To make a long story short, um, I started feeling like myself. And I say feeling like myself because it's not really a look. My, my, my skin was always saggier. Um, my belly was always hanging lower. My boobs were hanging lower. Um, you know, but I felt amazing and I wore the same size as before birth three and almost a half years later, three years later. So when my daughter turned three on June of this year, 2023, she was born in June, 2020. I finally was able to fit into a size four and, you know, feel beautiful wearing anything and wear bikinis without being over, you know, just cautious and in my head about critical. Yeah. About the saggy skin that was on top because my belly button was no longer the same. Cause for whatever reason, my belly button is where I get stretch marks. Does anybody, does that happen to anybody else? <laughs> no, I got stretched myself on my boobs. Ah, that's true. I've heard of, I've heard of this too. You know, my husband just realized the other day, like literally like last week that he has some stretch marks under his arm. Yeah, that's common. On it. And doesn't he not have it on his back because he's really tall? No. He should uh, like a lot of tall people my brother, have it like on their backs. Yeah. My brother back has it on the back. But my husband has it under his arm and he found out the other day. And, you know, I love men for this, by the way. Um, and maybe it's just their, the way they're wired or the way they're made, right? The way we treat men. But he was like, oh my gosh, I've never seen this. He's 38. He's like, oh my God, have you seen this? And I was like, yeah, it's always been there. He's like, oh, this is so crazy. I've never seen it. And yeah, then I was going to tell, down, I, was gonna say, I was, feel like I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. But then he put his arm down and that was the end of it. Nobody has ever like, that was it. And I promise no you, he's not losing sleep. He's not sitting there trying to find a cream to take it away. He's not trying to like get his arms back. <laughs> yeah. It was just a realization. Like the yeah. first white hair he found, you know, the, my first white hair, I was like, oh my God. You know, his first white hair, he's like, oh, look, I'm going to be like a 
salt and pepper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love it. You know, <laughs> I wish I wish more of us were like that. You know, so if you're a mom going through any kind of motion in your body right now where it feels like I'm never going to be able to love this. I'm never going to go back to anything. Chances are you're not going to go back. But my God, do you really want to go back to the insecurities of your teenage years, to the over-obsessiveness on your body of your early 20s, to the over-critical ways of your mid-20s and early 30s? Like, no, no. And pass on the opportunity to call call your body the mom bod. (laughs) I mean the MILF bod. Here's what happens. Here's what happens when you start embracing your body um, and you actually like gain some time back. Cause that's what it is. Like when my daughter became three, I started getting a little bit more freedom, a little bit more like, okay, she can play on her own. I have a little bit more time. Oh, I can put yoga and she will do it with me. I can make healthier meals and she'll entertain eating a salad. And all of a sudden, my body, like I started de-stressing about all these things, right? That were not pertinent because I wasn't the only life source for this tiny human. I started detaching from this human and I started gaining space, time, concentration, clarity for me. And then I started resurfacing and it was not the same, but honestly, I think I looked and I definitely felt better this year before I got pregnant again. It's like I got hot for a month and then I got pregnant. Um, <laughs> but I honestly felt better than I ever felt before. I feel stronger. Things like my body just had a different shape. I think I got yeah. like an extra cur- curvature on my hips that I was like, Ooh, I'm here for this, you know? So I don't know. I'm just trying to say that it sucks so much that we have to go through so many ups and downs in this lonely ass journey of feeling like we're worthless because we don't look a certain way. But if we s- flip the coin, and concentrate on the inner journey, I think eventually on the other side, we always come out winning. Yeah. For me, like the switch was as well, was that was like taking, having, prioritizing actually, prioritizing me. Even if it was just for like a 30 minute, like the moment I started prioritizing me for like 30 minutes a day, I actually started, you know, taking care of, you know, my hair, my face, like actually eating healthy and looking at what I was eating instead of not uh, just eating whatever and focusing on everyone else. Um, And that was when my switch sort of came and I started looking at myself more like, you know, appreciating me and rather than, you know, looking at defects and all of the things that were wrong. And then, yeah, and I started looking up for me and doing, you know, actually yoga. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do 10 minutes of yoga a day which is it's great just to get my body moving and that's all I really want I just want some movement a day um and and I, all of this to say that, that don't get me wrong like yes it was just a switch in my in the mind but don't, I do still go back to be like oh my god look at me look I, I can't even think of my mum bod and things like that and it's just it's just a journey it's just like you have to keep like sort of reminding yourself this like you know it's a journey and you're gonna get there and you know being kind to yourself like that's something i have to remind myself every single day to be kind to me because it's so that's so wild it's so easy it's so crazy because we would never we would never be this harsh to our kids we would never tell our kids that they're not looking great or or you know like you're eating shit stop doing that you know like we would never talk like this to our children but it's okay to do it to ourselves and i think that's the whole point of a mom brand is that you know unlike before where i feel like you needed to have a certain level of um 
expertise in order to be able to develop a business. In today's yeah. world, you can actually make the journey, the business, and use the journey as a stepping stone and as an inspiration to catapult you and a million other people into a better place, right? And I think there's something really powerful in that. So if you're a brand new mom and or just a mom, a seasoned mom who's going through the crazy season, a crazy change, whatever, um, just know that there are a lot of possibilities out there and that your life doesn't have to be miserable. You do not have to like settle for the nine to five. You do not have to settle for feeling crap in your body or feeling like you need to meet some standards. You can use whatever you're going through find your people because there's a lot of us out here going through the same we guarantee you yeah. and develop mom brand make a life out of that and start switching things you know if you'd like to learn more about how to develop a mom brand we encourage you to visit our blog at travelfamilyacademy.com blog we have a lot of blogs on it we talk about all of this uh, and many many other subjects but we'll be talking a lot more on this subject and all things motherhood on this podcast who let the moms out We'll be here once a week. And we want to thank you for taking the time to tune in and chat with us today. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Have a good week.